Welcome back to another episode of Better with Paul. Now, you know, like always, this episode was incredible. Not only did we have amazing guests, but this episode was packed full of value. And I know a lot of people overuse that word value, but I promise you, this was value. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's do it. Right after the break, another episode of Better with Paul. This is a crazy story. All these stories are crazy, unfortunately. But I'm going to try to keep it clean as always. All right, so the first time I ever saw or recognized or understood what yoga was was around 2000. Okay? I was watching TV, and guess who I saw? Russell Simmons. Now, Russell Simmons, hip-hop icon. Well, you know who Russell Simmons is? Sounds See, look at this. See? <laughs> at 22, folks are like, I don't know who Russell Simmons is. See? It sounds familiar. It's okay. It's okay. Russell Simmons, hip-hop icon, founder of Def Jam, right? Also, quite honestly, in a lot of hot water right now, multiple uh, rape and sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, but this guy was really the first person I ever saw do yoga, right? I'm from New York. And so I saw him on TV, it was an interview. He was in a yoga studio, uh, Upper East Side in New York. And I'll never forget watching this thing. Like he had real tight leggings on, like jeggings, almost like I have on today, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but at that time I was like, what is going on? It was, uh, looked very stale. It looked very elitist, quite honestly. It was, Russell Simmons was the only male in the class. It was all women, all white women. And the poses or the postures look to be just just like stupid to me, okay, watching this. Uh, it was so foreign that I put in my mind yoga weird, right? That's how I equated it. Yoga is weird. It's not for me, definitely. I kept that in my mind for 15 years. Every time I saw yoga mentioned, I was like, that's weird. That's not for me, right? 15 years goes by. And we move here to Washington, D.C. My wife is like, can you pick me up? And I said, yeah, yeah, where are you at? She said, oh, I'm at my hot yoga class. I said, hot yoga? This is, that sounds a little interesting to me. Hot yoga. So I go down to the studio. She gives me the address. I walk into the first door. And then it, so then now I'm entered into the studio, right? I see a second door where the class is going on. First, the room is all like steamed up. I could see this like steam coming through the door. I look in the class and it's half men in the class, half women. I could tell by the way they're dressed, it's not, you know, the the upper crests, you know, social elite. It's it's everybody in the room. The postures and the poses that they're doing look to be difficult and strenuous to like really create, uh, you really like really stretch them out. And and they look to be having a difficult time, but yet look to be at peace at the same time. I was intrigued. I was intrigued. I didn't want to admit it. Like, so my wife came out, she said, you want to try? I was playing it cool. Like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. It's yoga. But in my mind, I was like, but I want to do that, though. I really want to do that. But I've never done it. In my mind, I want to get involved in this thing called yoga. 
because now I feel like it's accessible. In my mind, it's really cool. It's beyond cool. And I understand now the massive benefits that come from yoga, mental health benefits, career, right? Family connections, right? My boys, my two boys want to do it. So today's episode is about you teaching me about what is this thing called yoga, right? How can I create a successful practice of yoga? And it's not just me. I know there are many people listening who perhaps are in that same position that I am, who haven't yet started yoga, or maybe they have. They've been it for one or two years, but they just don't feel like they're getting the benefits from it. And that's the reason why I've invited you here today. You two, I believe, are the two <laughs> best guides on the planet to help me understand this thing called yoga. So if you could, how we introduce ourselves here is your name, where you are from, and then what you're passionate about. But then let's just add a bonus, and that is why are you passionate about yoga, right? So you could also have other passions, but then why is yoga something that you're clearly passionate about? Ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> so my name is Faith Hunter, and I am a yoga meditation instructor. I'm originally from, this is going to be so funny, I'm originally from Grambling, Louisiana, Grambling, oh, uh, where, where the, the school is. Where the yeah. school is located. Okay. Yeah, there's actually a town there. So, so that's where I'm from. Really small town in Louisiana. I um, I'm super passionate about life um, and being fully submerged in it. And, and when I when you asked that question about what are you passionate about, I was like, oh my god, there's so many different things from like music. Um, to movement, like those two things have always been a part of my life. But that gave me the ability to experience life in so many different forms because I grew up in Louisiana. But by the time I was 15, I had my passport, I traveled, I've been around the world. And movement, because I did, I was a ballet dancer and a modern dancer. And just being in that sound vibration gave me the ability to, to travel and experience things. I um, am super passionate about the practice of yoga because it plugs me in to my life in a much broader way. Okay. It's like we know, we're getting, we'll get into this, but we know that there are challenges and difficulties that are gonna rise up in life, but this practice fortifies me and gives me the strength and the ability and the inspiration to live the life that I desire. Wow. Yoga does all that for you. Yoga does all that for man. me. And so much I gotta more. get on this thing, man. <laughs> I gotta get on this wave. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Faith, for so, being here. Uh, Q. Uh, my name is Quentin Vinny. Um from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, what am I passionate about? I liked your answer, Faith. Uh, for me, I think um, I'm most passionate about creating opportunities um, and elevating experiences for individuals that come from underrepresented, under-resourced communities like the one that I come from in Baltimore. You know, um, growing up, I didn't, you know, my mother did a good job at uh, protecting me from the identity of poor. Um but as an adult now, you know, looking at things in retrospect, there were a lot of missed opportunities. There were a lot of uh, moments where if, if I had the necessary resources, 
things could have been different. Um, so I'm, I've dedicated a lot of my life and my effort and energy into being able to provide, uh, whether it's educational resources, you know, academic resources, financial resources to children, to youth specifically, um, you know, that wouldn't ordinarily have access to it. Okay. Um, why am I passionate about yoga? Yoga is one of the modalities in what I consider to be my trinity of wellness. Yoga saved my life. Uh, yoga found me when I was in the pit of um, severe prescription drug addiction. Um, you know, after I had attempted suicide multiple times, after I had survived an accidental overdose, you know, yoga found me and, and it reintroduced me to who I was as a human. Wow. Wow. But yoga is a powerful thing. Oh my God. See, this is, this is, this is where you have to help me. Okay. This is going to sound basic and excuse me if I'm asking questions that you guys are like, what, what, what is yoga? <laughs> right. And the reason why I say that is because I distinctly remember watching my good old BET and I saw some trap yoga going on. Hmm. And then I remember watching, I forgot what I was watching, some documentary and there was like this baby goats climbing on. Like, yeah. no, 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 I'm serious. Yeah. Goat, goat, <laughs> goat yoga. Yeah, baby goats. Yeah, and that, and they call that yoga. Like, what? Uh-oh, Faith has given us the look already. What? What is yoga and where is the line of what is not yoga? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, yoga is union. Um, and, you know, when you break it down, it's that connecting of the the positive and the negative energy within you and around you. It's the yin and the yang. Um, and when we think of like, OK, we have the postures, we have the breath, we have um, meditation, we have relationships, we have like I mean, just thinking of how what people do, the practice of these different tools from the breath to the movement to the meditation, these tools give us the ability to, again, kind of coming back to that experience of life. So yoga, right, as much as I might, you know, roll my eyes, if this, if the yoga practice that is the trap yoga or the goat yoga brings somebody into their greatest sense of self and at least guides them in a different direction, helps them become a better person, meaning that they're not going to yell at their kids today. Right. They right. are going to pause and breathe before they make a comment that's going to harm someone else. Right. Um, or getting into that state of personal destruction, mm -hmm. meaning that they're going to decide, you know what, instead of tonight, instead of when you think about Russell Simmons, instead of having, you know, five drinks at the club, I know I have to go to yoga class tomorrow. Right. So I'm only have two. <laughs> but so, you can at least have the drinks. But at, least, but at least you're going to have the drinks. But okay. it's like the practice can become is shaped in so many different forms. There's not necessarily, you know, because we shape all this right and this wrong. Whatever is bringing someone into this space of being better. Because ultimately, that's what we want to be. We want to be better people. Even right. if the you know individuals that have done what we would consider wrong actions, they at least want to be better too. Right. So, but this is interesting. So yeah. you're saying any practice? All right. Let me make sure. Mm -hmm. Any practice that in, incorporates breathing that 
guides me to a place of being a better human being, a better person. That's yoga. That that is that's that's a technique. That's a form. That that is. And so the, the thing is, we've shaped this yoga. We created this little yoga framework um, that's so narrow. Right. And it's like, oh, yoga is triangle pose or yoga is tree pose, what you see on TV a lot. Or you have to wear a certain thing or look a certain way in order to practice yoga. No, practice yoga is showing up as yourself. Practicing yoga is breathing. Even if you can't get out of the bed, like if you're incapacitated, you're breathing and you're you're right. putting this intention behind your breath. Wow. This, yeah, so, we, okay. Thank, RQ, yeah. do, do you agree no, with this? I, this I, is fascinating to I, me. I do. Um, to, you do? To expound on it, right? Like we've, you know, as as a as westernized culture, we've created the identity of what commercialized organization business wants to um, monetize, right? Like so, we've we've taken this this practice and we've created the stereotype of yoga, right? That it's one thing or another. And yoga is the way you show up every day, right? Like it's the way that you treat your children. It's the way that you treat your wife. It's the way that you treat yourself. You know, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. Yoga is not limited to physical movement, right? Yoga is a, is a way of life, you know? So I, I agree with it a thousand percent. Wow. Okay. So, all right, hold on for a second. Cause I, I didn't realize, and I think maybe I was putting those constraints over what I perceive yoga to be based on when I turn on television and see, you know, people doing. So can I then, not having practiced yoga, can I now create my own practice around yoga given that definition of, uh, you know, it involves breathing and it, it places me in a, in a better state, a better yeah. place. I, I mean, can, yoga, I can create my own. Yoga is a, as much as it's about unity, it's not necessarily about community necessarily. I I feel like yoga is a very personal practice, right? My, like my yoga practice is going to look different from faiths. It's going to look different from yours. Once you start engaging, it's going to look different from everyone in this room, right? So yeah, what works for some may not work for all. There are certain lineages um, that you know, try to take credit for being the founding body of yoga. And we created this thing, you know, yoga was created by black and brown people. You know, it was, it was a practice that has been going on for a long time. I think a lot of the reason why, you know, so many people focus on the physical aspect of yoga, which is asana is the, the physical component is because that's the one that's most commercialized. Like that's the one that you can monetize. That's the one you can build uh, business around, okay. right? Like, okay. you know, coming back to self and being, honest and true to who you are as a human being how do we monetize that yeah so this is interesting because when i was researching for you guys because look i don't research for everybody but i was like i got some yogis coming in here i need to be on my a game so i saw that when bodybuilding came into uh, popularity in the west and uh, you know, physique became more, there was more and more importance placed on that. Then there was a massive transition that happened in the, in the yoga community. But uh, I'm sorry, you call it, is it asana? Asana. Asana. So asana is the physical aspect, but then there's the breathing aspect, which is the core aspect, right? That's the, that's the first, that's yeah. the, that's the, nothing oh. can happen without the breath. Correct. I mean, okay. we are born with the breath. Okay. And the last thing we have when we die. The breath. It's the breath. Yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah. so there's the breath. So I don't need the asana, which is the physical, in order to participate in yoga. It's just an option. You you don't, right. but okay. it's important, okay. right? Like okay. one thing that 
asana, the physical practice of yoga taught me that I, you know, it, it transcended from a physical practice to how I live my life. And it, it was one instance, you know, where I was um, in what pose, chair pose. And chair pose, if, if anybody's ever been in chair pose, like it is a very uncomfortable pose. I have lower back issues. So like you got to shift your pelvis a certain way. And I was just killing me. I also have an anxiety issue. So I was stuck in this class and I was having a panic attack. And the teacher came over to me <clears throat> and she said to me that um, your reaction to pain does not change the fact that it exists. Your reaction to it determines the impact that it has in your life. Mm. Right. Mm, so okay. essentially what she was saying is that I could make these noises, I could grunt, I could do whatever, but I had a choice. Either I was going to run from the discomfort or I was going to exist within the discomfort, find comfort in being uncomfortable. And I started to look and identify other areas where I may have run from discomfort, where that discomfort was actually intended for growth. Right. 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 So it the the physical practice, you know, if you have good teachers and good people around you um, and, and, and the intention of the practice is genuine, it can teach you some things that transcend throughout the rest of your life. Wow. All right. So this is this truly is opening my mind up to some, to some idea. I, I honestly did not realize that's that the framework of yoga was actually so wide. I thought it was it was much narrower. So let me run down some myths. That clearly, uh, and maybe these are not myths. <laughs> these are these are what I would consider to be cons that I've observed to why people don't participate in yoga. And I want you to I wrote an article basically, about that. yeah, like almost refute it or agree with it. Okay. So the first one is this, and actually, I would say all of these are myths that I have held in my mind or may continue to hold in my mind. Right. Number one, yoga is an elitist activity. <laughs> I don't agree. Don't agree. Okay. I thought I thought it was too. I thought yoga was a sex cult. I thought it was a weird <laughs> sex cult. The first time I saw anybody do yoga, I was in a gym, right? Like I was like bodybuilding for like a men's physique competition. And I saw these group of white people walk in the room. Uh, they walked through the gym. They had mats under their arms. They had nothing on their feet. They went into a room. They closed the doors. <laughs> it was dark. An hour later, they came back out. They were sweaty. They had a glow, right? They still said nothing. They had nothing on their feet. Like, like Quinn was like, I want to be in on that. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I, whatever y'all doing in there, you keep that, fam. But, um, the perception in America is that yoga is elitist. It's something that only rich white people do. Right. It's not true. Not true. Okay, but why is that not true? I mean, I mean, give me some like well, facts or well, evidence I mean, that it's not true. Well, the first part. I mean, again, we've created this shape and form of what yoga is, and then monetized it and created this whole separation. I and mean, we we're really great at separating ourselves in this country and world, but. Mm -hmm. The reason that it's not just for, it's not elitist, is because you don't have to pay to do it. You don't have to pay to breathe. You don't have to pay to pause. Mm. If you And everything's free. Like all the content, we live in a world filled with technology. All of the information around this practice is online. Yeah. So if you want to learn how to do a pose, you just type in yoga and how much stuff will come up. 
And so even just having that inquisitive mind of saying, you know what, I want to be a better person. I'm going to do this through the practice of yoga. You don't even have to buy a yoga mat. Wow. You so know true. what, Faith? Yeah. That was actually my number two point. Oh. You just took it. Mm. And that, now you just shut me down oh. before I can even say I it. Just, I, can, See? I can visualize She's, things. She sensed it. I'm yeah. so it's, it's the yoga. It's, it's, all the that, yoga. It's, it's all that breathing. She knows. Because <laughs> num number two is that it's it's expensive. Yeah. You know, that it's expensive to participate. And I hear what you're saying. You're saying is that we don't have to have a yoga mat. Do we don't it. have to have these yeah. jeggings. Mm -hmm. You don't have the you I mean, as much as I as much as I love my yoga mat, um oh my goodness, like I really don't need it. Okay. I can go in the park, I can be in my home, I can do my yoga in my bed, I can stand in my shower and do my yoga. Right. Because it comes in many forms. Right. We could sit and listen to your podcast. You can sit and listen to my po old right. school podcast. There you go. It's free. There. <laughs> so so it's not. So it's not yeah. expensive. No. And therefore, it's accessible. Mm -hmm. But it's fascinating how mm -hmm. there's that perception. I mean, I'm, I, like, I went to business school, right? It's, and, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, you know, yoga seems to be expensive to me. You know, but it's not. But the, com the commercialized aspect yes. of yoga is expensive. Right. But the practice itself is very accessible. I think w the work that we're doing is essentially breaking down the barriers to accessibility. Right. It, and those barriers a lot of times are deriv derived from preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. OK. OK. All right. So hit me with this one. For those of us that choose to go to class. And this is one actually that a lot of people messaged me about okay. and they wanted to bring this one up. That is, is that there seems to be a lot of bad instructors Ooh. in the space. Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of bad instructors. So in particular, actually, this is my man, Marty, from the UK. He asked, so how do we distinguish between a bad and good yoga instructor? Oh, my goodness. How it's, do we do that? Wow. It's really challenging, to dis if, especially if you're new to the practice, to determine whether or not the instructor is good or bad. The one thing that I, because I train yoga teachers and I've been training them for probably over 10 years, 15 years, something like that, okay. is that a good instructor is defined by the one that is fully present um, with her, his or her students, provide quality instruction. And the instruction, when I say quality, that they are guiding the students in a way that is going to support them where they are. Um, you know, in behavior science, it's like you meet them where you're, you know, you meet the person where they are. Okay. That's where the instructor should okay. meet their student, because if they're so aware and in tune, they'll be able to see that this person has lower back issues. What kind of guidance do I need to provide that person or this person? They they may not have told you that they have an injury, but you're so intuitive that you're observing and watching those bodies that you know exactly where the injury is and then provide them with the necessary support. Okay. Um, another indicator of a really quality instructor is an instructor that's compassionate and kind and that they are doing their practice, their personal practice. And so I find that the bad instructors don't have those qualities. And you may have to go through a couple of teachers in order to find that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to distinguish because there are so many yoga teachers out there. Yeah, it seems like it is. And it is. and even as a person that has yoga teacher training programs, and you know we're it's thing that's being pumped and teachers are being pumped out. It's it's hard. So you both are agreeing though that 
there are a lot of bad instructors out here. Yeah, yeah. we do okay. agree with that. And for all the reasons that Faith just explained, you know, it, it's becoming a system, right, where people are just pumping it out. There's, you know, a, a lot of people aren't, like you said, living their practice, right? Like you have to live and breathe and embody what it is that you're looking to teach and impart upon other people, you know, um, and you have a lot of people that are still operating out of a place of bias and prejudice. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you have people in the LGBTQ community that don't feel accepted, you know, uh, in yoga spaces, you have people of color that don't feel accepted in, in traditional yoga spaces, you know, so we're, we, there are a lot of stereotypes that still exist within the practice. Um, and, you know, like Faith said, you, you just have to go through a few, you know, in order to find the one. And when once you found the one, you'll be good to go. Got you. So just be ready to try, get out there, know that there, there, there are a lot of bad eggs out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. We got to keep cracking. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. So now I'm going to go to another myth. This is one that uh, I say is a myth, but William believes this thing. So I want you to help him because uh -huh. like William, you look at William and you realize this is a buff guy. William is buff. <laughs> Under that shirt right there, it's nothing but muscle. I'm talking about 1% body fat, William has, right? It's all muscle, right, William? That's true. Yes. <laughs> He's like, it's true. So you got, you got a lot of guys out here in particular, like William, that say, you know what? I only have an hour in my day. I need to do something that's going to help, to help with my muscle tone. And I just don't think yoga is about, my, it's a lot of breathing, right? It's a lot of breathing. But it's doing nothing for his biceps. That's not true. I'll let you answer that. Is that a myth? Uh, that's that's absolutely a myth. <laughs> See, William, I, I told you it was a myth. I, man. I, 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 I was I was a gym buff. Uh, I was a, a just a gym junkie, right? Like I'm five seven. I weigh one fifty two, soaking wet, right? I, at one point, I could bench two eighty five easy, right? I was a gym junkie, and some of the most challenging things that I've done physically were not pertaining to weightlifting. It was in the yoga class. Wow. Okay. Like, like the way, even the way that, I mean, and, and for people who do lift weights a lot, it's important for you to do things like yoga because lifting weights actually minimizes your range of motion and that can lead to increased injuries, which is one of the reasons why you see a lot of athletes starting to implement yoga um, regularly into their regimens. You got the entire New York Knicks that do yoga. You had mm -hmm. the Lakers at one point that were doing yoga. Floyd Mayweather you know, uh, participates in yoga. LeBron James does yoga, okay. right? I'm doing it. I mean, <laughs> that's all I needed. It, it lubricates <laughs> your, um, your, 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 your ligaments. Uh, it helps to prevent additional injury. You know, it elongates the muscles mm -hmm. while also building that structural strength and foundation for everything else that you're going to do with your body. Okay. And then you combine the, the whole physical aspect with the mental piece. It's like not only are you building, strengthening, elongating your muscles, but you're building, strengthening, and even expanding your mind, which if you do practice sports or you're just living in everyday life, you want to be on point. You want to be sharp. You want to be intuitive. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, intuitive. This is the word that I will forever stick with you now, Faith. You, you are intuitive. Because every time you say something, I'm like, damn, that's the next point. Like everything, every it's like the next point. You just said the lifestyle. And that's exactly what I wanted to move to next is the lifestyle. So we got these myths and cons out the way. All right. A lot of this is personal. All right. So 
when I think about yogi, by the way, what is a yogi? Yogi is someone who practices yoga. Uh, yogi is yes. someone who embodies their practice. Mm-hmm. They embody their practice. Uh, I, yeah. I, I guess if yeah. that's if that's the phrazy the term you want to yeah. consider. I mean, I mean, my my father passed like um, in twenty two thousand four. Yeah, something like that. And I always thought of him as a yogi. Mm. Okay. Well, first, he wasn't part of organized religion. He didn't believe in that. Um, However, it was this, he was constantly teaching us to be kind to people, um, be open, explore this world we live in, and give yourself time to pause. And then one of his, because I was a dancer growing up, he was always like, listen to your body. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell you about everything. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. And so it's like, then when I started practicing yoga, I was like, oh my God, my Mm. dad was right. Right. Yeah. And he was a yogi. And he was, he was, he was a yogi. Yeah. Are you a yogi? Yeah. I kind of consider myself that. Yeah. I was going to say, you both look like yogis to (laughs) me. Look like you embody your practice. Yeah. Right. I want to be a yogi. I want to be a yogi. But, 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 you know, I, I think part of me wanting to be a yogi is all of the cool that I think also comes, comes with, with being, being a yogi. <laughs> like, look, first, look at Q, man. Look look how he's dressed. Like, that's how I aspire to dress. Like, that, that's that's part of it, right? Also, Faith, you see your presence is just real, like, you're just mellow, right? Yeah. If, if It actually sounds to me like you were smoking before you came in. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you sound. Smoking and, and, but, life, baby. Smoking, smoking life. life. But I want to be smoking life. That's, how, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I want to be doing. Inhaling it all. Inha- I want to be inhaling it. So, but, I want to be but, smoking but, life. <laughs> but yogis, the yoga lifestyle, it seems to be one that is one of at peace, right? But, and here's the but, mm-hmm. is that are there certain things you can't do? Like, for example, I remember someone telling me that they were going to a yoga uh, retreat conference. Uh, we were actually at a bar. We were at a bar and they said, oh, we're, I'm going to this yoga retreat. I'm trying to get my drinks in because once I get to the retreat, they're going to be looking at me sideways, you know, if, I, if I'm drinking. Is that a thing in the culture that you can't partake in a little red stripe? I, I think that's that's an individual choice. Yeah. Individual? I, I, that's okay. not a law. It's not a law? No, not right. to me. Yeah. Good. No. It's, it's, it's good. Personal. It's like you said, it's an individual choice. And it's a personal choice. I I choose. I mean, I've I love wine. Like I really love wine. But over the past couple of months, I'm doing the a, a really committed set of kriyas, um, which is a, another thing about action and cleansing. And so I'm choosing not to. So it's all a personal choice because okay. that impairs me, and I know what it does to my body. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I want to be able to wake up in the morning, be sharp do my breath of fire the moment I get out of bed. Well, if I'm impaired and I've had too many drinks the night before, then that's not going to give me the ability to be where I am. Okay. So, but, but then you can, at a certain point, you could pick back up. Yeah. If I choose to, if you choose to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I might, you know, when I go see my friends in Germany, cause you know, just I like my, just German breathe in life in Germany. That's a good place. <laughs> Amsterdam is a good place to breathe in life. <laughs> you I breathe a lot, a lot of life, life in Amsterdam. Amsterdam I'm yeah. sure I have. <laughs> That's my favorite place to breathe in life. All right. So, so now, uh, a big question that came up too was, you know, we're talking about the lifestyle too. We also, uh, questions came up around at what point in the day do I practice? What do I mm. breathe? Do I, uh, do the asanas? Uh, for example, this one gentleman, another uh, person in the UK asked, is the morning time 
the, the best time to, to practice. By the way, too, complete side note, but I thought this was a fascinating, fascinating stat for me is that on Instagram, I posed these questions. I said, I've got these two yogis coming in. You know, what questions do you have? On my Instagram account, it is probably, I'm 80% followed by women, right? 20% are men, uh, so very small percentage. Almost every question about yoga came in from a man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was, I thought it was fascinating. It's incredible. And they were asking very specific things. Like, mm -hmm. so one is, what point in the day should I practice? So this gentleman was waking up and he was, he was starting his practice then. Uh, is there a particular time of day or is that all independent based on your lifestyle, who you are? I, I mean, it, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's lifestyle based. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's a personal choice. I mean, I know for me, um, I, I love to do yoga in the morning, right? But then I also suffer with anxiety and my anxiety is worse at night, right? So I have to adjust my practice according to, you know, how I'm living at the time, right? What's impacting me, right? Like what's bothering me? Um, it's a practice, you know, it's, it's yoga practice, not yoga perfect. So I don't think that there's ever, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it's not like breakfast, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, where you, your body needs X, Y, Z in order to set the foundation for the day. But even if it is, e even if you choose to do it in the morning, it doesn't have to be an hour and 15 minute session you can do 10 minutes in your bed as faith was saying you can you know do five minutes in the shower like whatever it is just to get your to unite your breath with your body pardon the interruption just want to tell you about something that my wife and i have just launched and we are very very excited about it's called bwp connect now you may already know but if you don't know about it let me put you on okay it's a very safe place for those of us who value legacy culture and financial freedom through entrepreneurship to all come together and connect. If you are interested in more information about BWP Connect, simply go to paulcbrunson.com backslash B-W-P-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. That's paulcbrunson.com backslash BWP Connect. And now let's get back to the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just a, a, this, I'm going to go down a really spiritual kind of road right now. But typically, or I shouldn't say typically, there's a time like when the sun starts to rise, right? So it's like that four to seven time period. Um, it's called the Amravela, right? And it's that time where the sun hits this like perfect 60 degree angle. And so in the the yoga sciences or the you know e not even the yoga science the spiritual sciences that 60 degree angle really plugs us in our divine energy in tune with heaven and earth okay so it's like the sun is hitting the earth at this perfect angle at that point in time this is one reason why people do practice so early in the morning is because we are these beings that are so spiritual and connected that when we rise in the morning we plug into our breath and our body in the morning time we find the most optimal effect now the amravela also happens again right another 60 degree angle when the sun sets that makes sense so there's some people that are much more in tune with practicing in the evening and that's fine but it's like 
if your lifestyle only gives you the ability to maybe do a five to 10 minute breath practice or find stillness first thing in the morning to set the tone of your day, perfect. And then maybe you go and get your asana, your movement practice on later in the evening. In the evening. Okay. Or it's like, you know what, today that's not gonna happen. I mean, you travel, I travel a lot. And it's sometimes I'm like, my practice today is going to be on the plane breathing. Mm. Mm. But, it, but you're still practicing. And that's good enough. And that's good enough. Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. yoga practice. Practice. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. You know, so you just talked about the spiritual connection. Is yoga a religion? No. It's not, not at all. Not it's at not. All. No. It's not. It is not. Okay. Now, now, just help me understand why it's not a religion. You know, truly, you know, religion is, I believe in a lot of ways that religion was created to be divisive. Right. Religion was created to divide people from community, from understanding. You know, you have, you know, Jews, uh, you know, Muslims, then you have Christians, then you have Catholics like, but we're all people. Right. You, you, if you look at the studies of the Holy Bible and then you look at the Quran, the belief systems are practically identical, you know, like so. I believe that yoga. Brings us back to self helps us to be better human beings. And as a result, we're able to be better human beings to other human beings, to okay. other creatures, to other, you know, to, to other beings okay. in general. So, so, so yoga can work in conjunction with any religion that yeah. you, or, or if, if you choose if to you be or choose not to. I, be, I yeah. believe in God. And by, you know, but I lost faith in God when I was going through my pits of depression. Uh, Yoga brought me back to me, thus bringing me back to my belief, <laughs> right? Because I had to remember that I was a product of God. So the minute I stopped believing in God, I stopped believing in myself. Or the minute I stopped believing in myself, I stopped believing in God. And yoga brought me back to self. So it, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm religious. I didn't go to yoga for religion. I don't go to yoga and pray. I'm not, I don't pray to the Ganesha statues. I don't pray to, you know, I don't pray to any of that. You know, I don't even own any of those things personally, okay. you know? So, but does that mean that I can't practice yoga? No, no, no. So, so, so yoga then is, it's a spiritual connection, Right. That's so. That's how you're you're you're, you're uh, describing it to me. That's it's how it feels. It's to a me. spiritual yeah. connection. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, we are spiritual beings, and mm -hmm. it's like what happens. I mean, not only does organized religion divide, or what the religious practice has done is it's, it's divided, but it's also a form of control. Yeah. So if you have an organization or a structure that is controlling you, telling you that you should have shame and guilt around being human and all of your human emotions and human existence, then you're going to go and start practicing yoga. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I am powerful. I am divine. I am God incarnated. Right. right. I am good. I'm compassionate. But this over here is telling me that no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Man, I'm loving yoga more and more. I'm on this, man. Yeah. William, are you are you do you practice yoga? I do not, but I've had some good friends who are trying to get me into it. And like you said, I mean, I live I'm like yoga. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why he you know, he looks like the Hulk. Because he just lifts all the time, but no. But are are you thinking about? Are you are you genuinely thinking about starting yoga? A yoga practice now? Absolutely. I mean, I feel yeah. like I don't know. Just as you 
mature, like you want to start using your body differently. My joints, I'm, I'm on joints because I can slowly feel my joints. Starting to slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now this, this will, I think this will really sell it for William because William is a business man. Mm. Not a businessman. He's a, a business, business man. man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I've noticed now, you know, you're talking about LeBron and all these folks. I've noticed that there's a lot of people now who are beginning the practice of yoga in particular so that they will outperform at work, right? Outperform in their career. So speak to us about how yoga specifically helps in outperforming in our career. Because if you do that, William is in. If you could basically tell me that yoga will make him more money, he is practicing tonight. So how, how can we do that? Okay, so <laughs> I put it like this. Yogis of old, right? Especially within the Vedic tradition, yogis of old are the ones, you know, think about, oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to be in stillness, la, la, la. But <laughs> <laughs> what I believe is that through the breath, through the movement, because we do need that intensity, that physical activity, we are householders. We okay. are the ones holding things down for ourselves as well as our extended families in some shape or form. This practice gives us the strength the keen awareness of self and also the fortitude to be creative, to show up 150% mm. and be sharp and on point all the time. So it's like if you think if you're taking care of your physical body, your nervous system is operating in a much more powerful way. Your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems are like really functioning in the manner that they should. Mm -hmm. So if you know, and then all of a sudden your pituitary gland, I'm going to keep coming back to intuition. Your yeah. pituitary gland is like rapid and on fire. And yes. you're like really plugged into not only who you are, but you can see the four like being project. Like, cause we have to project. Yes. Right. In order to meet the demands of this world. So if yes. we're projecting and on point, Oh man, you, you, I, I mean, mean why is, wouldn't it, why wouldn't a me. business person do it? I mean, and this is one of the reasons why, I mean, when I started practicing, I was like, oh, okay, this is helping me through some really challenging and destructive ways that I'm, I'm being. But then when I became an entrepreneur, I it, saw that this practice is expanding me and giving me the foresight to do exactly what I need to do and serve my community in a powerful way. I just got to keep it 1000 with you. Did yoga help you make more money? Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> and then there are also, honest, I'm man. not going to lie, we're but honest. there are also some practices out there <laughs> where you can set your mental intention, do these practices to generate and be in this place of abundance because it, it always comes back to what is the intention and then you see it. Yes. You believe it. Mm -hmm. you I mean, everybody it. understands yes. man, you know, how to manifest. Yes. This practice has given me the ability and the belief that I can manifest, you know, coming back to that control. If someone has a tight hold on you mentally, mm -hmm. you can't manifest anything. Right. Cause you're Real. stuck in that moment. You're st I'm mean, like, you're stuck in your root chakra. But if you are really giving yourself the ability to, to rise up right. and believe that you have the power to shift and change the circumstances that you live in. Well, and, and perspective, right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, for, to expound on that, I mean, I think she she covered it perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but, first, we we need a collection plate on that one. I like bringing around. I, I like that. That was good. But gratitude, right? Like it. 
it, it shifts your perception of the space that you're in. You know, I believe that when you focus, whatever you focus on expands, right? So if we focus our attention on the things that we don't have or the things that we don't like, then we'll continue to get things that we don't like, right? Mm -hmm. If we focus our attention on possibility, right? Uh, my Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen, right? If, if we can find faith and then gratitude and find the, the little things in life, I, the ability to wake up and breathe, right? the ability to walk outside and see, Right. Just the, the ability to touch and feel. Right. We find more things to be grateful for than universally will. We will have abundance, period. Yes. Is, is this why yoga is so important in terms of increased mental health? Is it, is yeah. it, the, this, it seems like it's the same thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, for myself, I'm, I, I've, I have struggled with severe anxiety, a panic disorder, depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, addiction, um, violent tendencies at times. Right. Um, but having the ability to sit back and just take a breath, having the ability to be introspective, um, and not reactive, uh, shifts things significantly. I mean, it, you can even look at it from a scientific perspective. And I'm not a, a yoga scientist or a yoga uh, uh, theorist or a scholar in any way. I'm just a black man that's lived an interesting life. Um, it has the ability to shift the way your brain functions, like literally shift the way that your brain functions. It changes your cognitive brain function. It shifts everything about the way you see life, the way you perceive trauma, the way that you process trauma, the right. way that, you know, it, it I can't even, I can't even but this is describe. Because you're not speaking about something that you read. I'm you're talking about, about something that I've this lived. Is, this is testimony. Dude, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a black man from the inner city of Baltimore. I sold heroin. I was shot at before I was 13, you know, I've had attempts on my life, quite a few of them, right? Um, I have undiagnosed PTSD. I have things like I can't go to a restaurant and sit when people are behind me, right? Like I have trauma, you know, I was sexually assaulted as a child, right? Um, but my practice enables me uh, and, and provides me the ability to continue to move forward in life. Right. Like I have every reason to just go and down a bottle of Hennessy and just say, screw the world. Yeah. You know, the world doesn't like me. Any, you know, but at least America doesn't like me anyway. Right. So I, I've I've experienced a lot of things that would give me the right to just say part of my language. Fuck it. Right. But but you're saying yoga saved. But yoga is one of the practices and the modalities that that is keeping me here today. A hundred percent. Wow. Well, because it's shifting, continuing to shift how your brain functions and how you see life, how you perceive life how you, yeah. and the abundance that there actually is, that, that there, that there is in life, the, the, the possibilities that exist, okay. the, 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 like, like you said, the abundance that does exist, the things that I, or, or other people take for granted that other people don't have the privilege of, right. right. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so is there a particular, because th there's someone listening right now that's gone through a lot of those things that you just mentioned, 
right? And what they're saying to themselves is, okay, all right, I hear you, right? This is your testimony. So now I'm really listening to you. But is there a particular type of yoga? Like, mm -hmm. can I get out and just do this trap yoga and ha or have goats walk on my back and, and will I be fine? Like, I mean, if what you do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, what do I need to do? Help me out. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there, there are so many techniques and styles and, and lineages of this practice. And if you're just starting out and you're curious, just whatever is guiding you with that initial clash, show up. Okay. Um, and it, just do it. Just do it. If there, and it may not be the teacher that you love. And if, if even if your first experience is not what you were like expecting, even sometimes I tell people, don't even go in with expectation. Go mm -hmm. in with openness, mm -hmm. and just say, you know what, I'm just going to give this to try and see and see, and then self assess and determine. Okay, that felt good. This dis didn't. Something triggered me. There, you know, because you we all have trauma in some shape or form. Small T's talk, you know, big T's. And so whatever is hitting you, then give it another try. Go to another teacher, explore the different styles, and then see what happens. I mean, it's like for me, I, I teach a variety of things. I teach everything from Hatha to like the flow and the vinyasa to, and I also teach Kundalini yoga, which mm. is a whole different shape, form, and- That sounds complicated. It, it, it <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that sounds very complicated. Well, we all have, well, that's that's a whole nother conversation. You have to have us come back and you know, talk oh, yeah. about styles. Oh yeah, I mean, really, yoga, really. I guess. Oh, this is like when you after this a couple classes, <laughs> different styles? you know, after you start taking class, you start really getting into it, then you're gonna have like a whole nother list of questions. But I, I can't wait. All right, so, all right, I do have, I do have a question around styles. Okay. All right. But first, I have to hit you with one last but yet very important question, and this is going to push William over, okay? You've already, I'm telling you, you've already sold him. You talked about how it impacts his mental health, yeah. talked about how it's going to make him more money, right? You talked about the muscle tone, right? He's sold on this. He's sold on this. But there's one thing that could push him over the top. I already know what it is. You know what this is? I'm, 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 you, you know what this I is. I think I know what you, you know what I this think is. I know where you're going. With. All right. So if, if, you know, all listeners who've been listening to better with Paul, they know that there's one problem that William suffers from and, and he's told us about it. You know, William doesn't perform the best under the sheets. <laughs> he's talking about this. Wait, I knew it was coming. I mean, I'm not putting him out. I'm not putting him out to say that wasn't the that was not the discussion. No, no. So what are we talking about then? What were we talking about? Well, it fits. It fits. We talked about maybe changing the like style, you know, or like the energy because it was like aggressive. We want to be more passionate. So like yoga, mm. like help with that, you know, like. So so in other words, you're saying that you want to you want to pivot from your current style. His current style, yeah, is, is, his current flow is, is not it, working for him. Okay, with the ladies, right, his current flow uh, is not yeah. working for him. It's working. It's working. <laughs> it's, okay, it's working. Okay, okay, it's working. He would like for it to work. To, to what would you say? He wants it to be more effective. You want? He wants it to be more proficient, maybe okay, better. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so can yoga turn his what C plus game? Would you say? It's no B a B. Plus. Okay. Can it's it take his? Plus. Can it take him over the top? Oh, okay. Can yoga help him there? Because you know we, we we you know we have a lot of relationship experts come through, and what's fascinating to me is the 
the significant number of issues that couples have around sex, especially as they, you know, climb in age. Uh, so will yoga help with sexual performance? I mean, I honestly believe that it does and it will. I mean, it's, it's energy. Mm-hmm. And it, the practice through movement, through breath, right? We keep coming back to that. It gives us the ability to release any energy that may be trapped and stuck, um, regardless of where it is in our body. But also, again, it brings us this place of awareness. And so we're much more aware, like I don't want to get into the intense sexual aspects of it, but when we are with our partners and we provide, like we're doing that exchange, because that's what happens, it's an exchange of energy. Okay. If you are breathing in concert with your partner. Right. Right. And I always, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go there. So before you actually engage in the act of intercourse, I always recommend to have a breath connection with your partner. Okay. I'm with this. Are you taking notes, William, on this? This is good. (laughs) taking notes. Okay. So you want to have a breath connection with your partner. All right. Break that down. How do we get that? So one thing I like to do is like, so my partner would put his hand on my heart. Okay. And I put my hand on his heart. We close our eyes. We feel the heartbeat. It's so you have to create some. That's that passion and connection. All right, you get him. You digging me? Yeah. And then allow your breaths to to sync up. Okay. And is, so is this similar so to tantric? No, this is a little bit like tantric. Okay. Now. So now we have to like tantric is not just about sex. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you're not having intercourse you're, there's at that no, point. There's it's, no, it's, yeah, yeah, tantric, it's breathing. It's that. The, the tantric philosophy is that everything is divine. And so the act of relationship and connection and sex, right? That intercourse is divine, right? right. All aspects. But before all of that happens, you must sync up in unison with your partner. It's like, yeah, one night stands, you're like, boom, yes, that was exciting. Keep going. Right. There's no connection there, but there was energy exchange. And sometimes the energy exchange wasn't the best. Okay. If you are connecting with your partner, that's going to deepen your connection out of the sheets. There you go. All right. And then that's going to make your partner even more attractive. Yes. You guys are going to be much more fluid in yes. all aspects. Yes. And then you're going to be stronger. Yes. Yeah. You're generating energy. And so but you learn how to breathe on your own. That's why you're going to go to yoga. You learn how to move your body and be comfortable in your body. So then when you're with your partner, it makes Yeah. yeah you start in tune with yourself. So it's easy to it's easier to be in tune with someone else. Gotcha. So 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 what you're talking about here is hand on chest. This is just one technique. It's just one technique. Just All one right. technique. But the whole the whole the bottom line is is to get in sync breathing. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. Get in sync breathing. And then there's no rush. You know, when you're twenty something. Everything has to go fast. Yeah, see? That's his problem. Patience. That's his problem. Yeah. <laughs> One minute, man. That's his problem. No, I'm joking. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, you said you said something like that. One minute, man. Yeah. All right. I am Q and I endorse this message. All right, good. Good. Okay, so now, all right. Help me. This is this is the final. This is the most important, right? Who cares about everyone's listening? This is all about self right now. So forget anyone is, is listening on this one. I have like I realized through this conversation that there is a practice that I'm involved in but I would like to I genuinely would like to go deeper in this practice uh so I know that to form a habit you know is roughly 66 days depending on who you are so I have 
told myself coming in here that I'm going to commit the next 66 days. I am going to commit to building a practice, but I would like your instruction right now on what I need to be doing over these 66 days. And I know this is going to help a lot of people because there's a lot of folks out here that want to build a practice. So what can we all do over the course of the next 66 days to build an effective yoga practice? Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I think and I'm taking the, notes on this one, one of too. The, oh, I'm sorry. I think one of the first things is commitment, right? Commitment to commit to the process, right? Understand that throughout the course of the, the next 66 days, you're going to experience some discomfort emotionally, physically, uh, psychologically. Um, there's going to be levels of frustration. There are going to be levels of, you know, uh, uh, of incredible happiness, right? Um, but know that it's a process and you need to trust it. Um, so commit to the, commit to the process. Okay. All right, yeah. done. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what type of movement or breathing practice or meditation practice you choose. I think, you know, along with that commitment is truly setting your intention, around why you're doing this. Cause that's where the shift of the habit will happen mm. is within knowing that, you know, I'm waking up, I'm committing to whatever I'm doing and my intention is to whatever. What okay. So, so then every day, so this is, so after I've committed to the process, I set my intention yeah. and every day I should be reminding myself of what that intention what is. That intention is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Done. Done. I'll do that. So then, what should my, what, what are you suggesting my practice should be? So, you know, I'm cheap, so I don't want to spend any money. Um, and I, you know, I have a busy schedule. Okay. So what, what would you suggest I do? I mean, you can, I mean, you already do it with your um, affirmations in the morning, right? That's a, a good starting point. And, you know, as something that Faith had mentioned early on, you go online, you know, yeah. check it out. You pull it up, you can go to YouTube and find a, uh, a boatload of, of yoga, of asana videos. Mm -hmm. um, so utilize your resources around you. Okay. So uh, my morning affirmations, you're saying that works because I'm doing, I'm breathing. You're breathing. You're already setting, with, you're setting the, almost setting, setting the attention. The attention. Yeah, Interesting. With First your thing affirmation. In the day. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm already a yogi, yeah. man. This is, yeah. this is good. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's one thing that, that I did at one point in time that was really challenging my life. Even as a yoga teacher, this, you know, the situation happened, but I needed to remind myself of who I was. And so my intention for that year, I wrote it down, typed it, and then I put it in different places. So not only when I woke up in the morning, I saw it first thing and I was like, boom, that's thought, that's intention. I go in my refrigerator to get breakfast. My intention was inside of there. Okay, interesting. Yeah. In the bathroom, brushing my teeth, there's my intention. So even if you're not visually, or if you're not actually verbally reminding yourself and repeating that intention, give yourself the space to plug that intention in throughout the day. So in those moments where it is uncomfortable and there's that struggle and there's that discomfort. Then I've, I have the intention. You have the intention. What, what are examples of intention? Just so I know that I'm, I'm 
I'm on the right path there. So is it, you know, I just want to be a better dad, yeah. right? Um, or I just want to be a better listener, right? Or, 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 or the, that's what you're talking about in terms of intention? Yeah, I mean, if, okay. so if, for example, let's just use the dad one. So if someone wants to be a better dad, I would shape it in not only like I want, but I am mm-hmm. like in oh. the present moment, that positive statement. Speak or, things yeah, that are not as if they already as, are. As if they already are. And so it's like, I am a great dad. And so if you're saying that repeatedly, right, and that's your intention for the day, then, of course, your interaction with your children, the choices that you make are going to be much more powerful. Yes. Yes. I love it. Uh, What about frequency? Is this is the goal every, you know, morning because I'm doing the breathing uh, and the affirmations the morning, but I don't do the asanas. So when do I build that in? How frequently should I be doing that? I would recommend doing it daily. Daily. If you have the space okay. and have, time. If you have the option to. Yeah. Okay. So daily, and it could be any amount of time. Any amount of time. 15 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can allot. Yeah. I mean, for example, my my day-to-day consisted of, like, like I woke up this morning, did three minutes of or really intense breathing practice. Then I'm like, okay, I know I have a full day. Go walk the dog, da-da-da-da. Then I was like, okay, get on the mat. That was, like, about 30 minutes. Okay. And then I probably will go do something else tonight if I have space and time or my my practice may consist of something else. Right? Okay. Do, do you recommend uh, doing this with others? Because it's interesting. You were talking mm. about earlier. It's self. It's not necessarily community, but it's more of a self uh, kind of self journey. Uh, but, you know, m- my wife is she's she's practiced yoga for a bit. My two boys, five and eight, they haven't, but they're interested. Do you recommend me? practicing with them or should I go the 66 days first all alone? I mean, I, I, I mean, why not incorporate yeah. your family? With, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a connection and that's, it's going to build much more strength and, and this sense of community, but true love and community with your family. Like it's established already, but that's going to bring you guys even closer together. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Why I mean, not? it's a the practice. The practice itself is a is a selfish practice, right? Like again, but selfish from the perspective of it's going to look different, it's going to feel different, right? For each individual, but it it yoga means unity, right? right. And it will definitely bring. I mean, I practice yoga and meditation with my kids, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it it'll bring you closer mm-hmm. together. I practice with my partner. That, that's what yoga means unity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that either. Well, okay. Yeah. We, we were like, well, we didn't know that. Um, okay. So then, and if you don't know, now you know. know. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. So the next sixty-six days, first commit to the process. Next, set my intention, but speak it as it were already uh, in existence. Right. So I am a great dad, for example. Uh, morning affirmation. So continue uh, my brief morning exercise, which is really breathing. Incorporate a daily asana. Doesn't matter how long, just do it whenever possible. Include the family. 66 days. At the end of the 66 days. Keep going. <laughs> yep. Keep, Keep going. going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, but I should feel less because, you know, anxiety is there in particular. My mm. wife started because of anxiety issues. So we should see, we should see you know, movement on that, right? We should see some positive movement there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like it'll, it's going to start happening a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah. And then the real test is when something challenging 
because you know stress is always always going to show up the real test is when that stress shows up in your life and how you react and then you're Absolutely. like oh yeah the, the practice is working okay and wow that's why, that's why it's a practice it's a practice right? it's something yeah. that should be done consistently mm -hmm. wow. it's, it's the opposite of the ai practice clip right like <laughs> we're talking practice it's practice, not the practice. This practice. <laughs> but the but the reality is just like what faith said if you don't have the practice then when it's time to actually show up and something in life really kicks in mm -hmm. you'll be able to go back to that you'll re you'll revert back to that and it'll help you in dealing with it that's what it does for anxiety okay depression so yeah. on and so forth well, for I'm me well, I love. I mean, the fact that you both said, "Oh no, 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 it's going to happen sooner." That's that's even better, <laughs> you know. So I'm I'm on this, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are going to be on the journey. A matter of fact, I'll even, you know, by the time this 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 goes out, I'll have already been practicing. Yeah. Right. So I'll be in position to uh, to give some some more insight. Uh, but I love it. At the end of the 66 days, I will keep going. Keep going. But also, I know anxiety will be better. Mm -hmm. Right. Stress levels will be lower. I'll be making more money in my business. William will be at over a minute. Well, the anxiety, well, hopefully, I think so. <laughs> the anxiety won't be better. The stress won't be better. I don't believe. I th believe that these are external things. I believe that you'll be able to deal with it better. Ah, okay. Right? Like yeah. the anxiety and anxiety. Like anxiety is not something that we can like mitigate. It's our reaction to it that changes mm -hmm. it, right? Our reaction to stress, our reaction to you know um, anxiety, our reaction to depression. Like how we deal with the things that life throws us. That's the practice, right? Okay. That's when the practice comes into play. This, see, this this is really good for me to accept, right? Because I, I grew up, uh, you know, my father was an engineer. And it's like, okay, everything could be fixed, right? Everything, like, with the right amount of code, the right, you know, uh, formula, it'll be fixed. But it's interesting. The way that I hear you talking about this, you both talking about this, is that this is about life. Life is life, right? Life is full of abundance. It's about our reaction to it but understanding and appreciating our place and the control that we have over our reaction to it. And that's power. That's real that's power. That's freedom. That's freedom. That's yoga. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yoga. yoga. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I tell you what, folks, love it. This was very insightful. Like, Yay. I'm telling you, I ha I'm walking out feeling empowered. Mm. Like, I, 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 I feel awesome. And I want to end with this. Could you walk me through, we were talking about this, Q. Could, could we do, it, literally, this could be 30 seconds, 45 mm -hmm. seconds, a minute, whatever. Could you walk us through a great um, breathing exercise that someone listening who's never participated in yoga before could start with right now? Oh, I should go. No, you can lead us all. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So She's an incredible teacher. Yeah. Let's um let's just find our way in a nice open comfortable seat. Okay. And just wherever you're if you're sitting in a chair your feet can just touch the ground if you're not if you're sitting on the floor. If you're walking you can stay standing and close your eyes. And just feel the shoulders soften away from your ears and I want you to allow your spine to lengthen. So you feel the crown of your head lifting towards the heavens. And just take an easy breath in through your nose. And as the breath travels in, I want you to imagine it moving into your heart center, your spine, your legs, hands, your feet. And then as you exhale slowly out of your nose, allowing all of your stress, your worries, your pain, your suffering. And take a few more easy breaths in and out through your nose and imagine the breath nourishing you, caring for you, loving you, healing you. 
And as it exhales slowly, bringing calmness, steadiness, and grounding to not only your physical body, but into your life. Know that these next few seconds of just simply breathing is an opportunity for you to be with yourself, be in union with all that you are. Take another easy breath in. And this time, exhale out of your mouth. And the power in this is that you can do this anytime, anywhere, when you need it. Slowly open your eyes. Namaste. <laughs> you know, there have been two experiences I've had um, with what I would call, I guess, a, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a just connection with myself. Mm -hmm. One was in Barbados mm -hmm. where there was a meditation that we went through. Um, and this was the second time. Sweet. Yeah. 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 You know what was interesting is, is when you talked about rolling the shoulders back in the spine, I noticed how my body just became Automatic. erect yep. mm -hmm. and then the breathing flowed, flowed a, a lot it's easier. A lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you. Of thank course. you very much. No, could, thank could, you. Could you could you tell everyone how they can reach out and connect with you? Uh, all the all your your all your, <laughs> your all your connects. Yeah, all those places. Oh, so yes. Um, where you can find everything, of course, is at faithhunter.com. And yes, that is my real name. I was born with it. People ask me that all the time. So faithhunter.com. And um, you can also, if you want to practice with me in your NDC, you can go to embracedc.com. And from faithhunter.com, there's all stuff of all kinds of online classes if you're online and you want to connect. And I do have stuff free on YouTube. And I have old school podcasts on <laughs> iTunes that <laughs> started back, you know, old podcast days. But if you want to connect with me on social, the the best place to find me is on Instagram. And that is spiritually fly. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, for myself, my website, QuentinVinny.com, you'll find all things uh, that I'm engaged and involved in, uh, the articles that I've written about yoga, about mindfulness, about anxiety and mental health and addiction. Um, my book, Strong in the Broken Places, a memoir of addiction and redemption through wellness, um, sold everywhere. Books are sold. Um, uh, social media, I'm on all things, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Quentin, Vinny, everything. <laughs> Uh, try to make it as easy as possible. Um, yeah. Cool. And I think a podcast coming soon. We'll and see. A, and a podcast coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. There you yeah. go. All right, folks, thank you very much. Thank you. William, as always. Thanks, man. Thank you, William. You Appreciate <laughs> you, family. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And let me tell you, I truly feel like I'm becoming better through these discussions and I hope you feel the same way. Anyways, until next time, catch you on the next episode of Better With Paul.